Hi, hey, uh, hello, it's me, uh, Wes, aka The Editor, uh, here at the top of the show to let you know, unfortunately, we had some serious technical issues during the live stream of this episode and had to cut some big chunks out here and there. The story still makes sense, it's just a lot shorter than usual and there might be one or two situations where you hear numbers called out seemingly without die rolls. We were rolling dice, it just lagged and the internet swallowed them. On the plus side, there's no halftime break. We genuinely pride ourselves on Homebrew's production value, but also felt there was still good stuff in this episode and didn't want to scrap the whole thing. We hope you enjoy this slightly abridged edit of Homebrew episode 48, Error 4D4. As famed dungeon master Meatloaf once said, when pitching his new campaign, The Party, Bahamut's out of hell when the party comes. When the fighting's done, and Bahamut's out of hell, you'll be strong, strong, strong. Hey, hey, hey. And welcome to Homebrew, the show where dullness of everyday life, using our two favorite forms of escapism. The players are shaking their heads, and I'm not sure if that's because we're not live, or because it's just so... Oh no, we're live. I just, I thought you were finally going to break the fourth wall and introduce yourself as your famous, like, famous dungeon master, me, once said. And I was kind of disappointed it wasn't. <laughs> I was expecting some kind of you can do anything in D&D but you can't do that actually uh, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I, I started actually to be honest I started with Kylie Minogue uh, can't get you out of my head your reconning is all I think about using uh, and it was going to be a modified memory kind of gag but then I was walking my dog and I was listening to Pink Love and I was like Bahamut out of hell is better <laughs> like, that is good. <laughs> I enjoyed Bahamut out of hell <laughs> yeah, this is the show. Um, this is where we dissect popular songs and interject the <laughs> terms. <laughs> no, we're a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition homebrew actual play show. What we do is the world and the pantheon, the general settings, mythology and folklore, but the actual game we play very much inspired by the beers and brews and alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks we have at the table. So we usually start seeing uh, the beers, not even ourselves. The beers are more important than we are. We're never like, oh, hi. Um, we're 48 episodes in. You know who we are. Uh, or at this point, you don't care. Um, so I look at us off. I am starting with an Apex Oatmeal Stout by Wicklow Wolf. Um, I don't know if I've had their stout before. I'm surely I have sometime in the past. I think I had one of their, I think they had a chocolate stout or something I had. That was really nice. Yes. Yeah. There was one it's called like Pearl, or Pearl something other. Yes. Yeah. They have a north south. It's what I'm thinking stuff. of. It was really nice. Um, well, what are you drinking, Wes? Given that we're chatting. Uh, I, uh, I'm starting out with my classic Haas and Fentiman just for a fresh beverage. And then uh, I am also drinking some, uh, where are we? Some Lurvigs. I've got uh, Lucky Jack, which I got because we always forget to. Um, use the beer names to help us in in the game and this is called extra hard so i'm hoping i can either hit someone extra hard or like <laughs> stare at them extra hard or something oh um, I, I hate to be the bearer by news that just means that dc is going to be extra hard yeah, I, I did think that and i was hoping you wouldn't join those dots <laughs> which is why i also have house party so if things go badly i can just throw them a little a little party or something but uh, nice. both lervigs which i'm not too familiar with and i'm excited to try them they're both nice. I've had I've had both of them before. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, moving around, uh, Paul, what are you drinking? I am not drinking today. I'm just cool. drinking just just drinking Coke. Yeah, okay. fair enough. Um, good. I shouldn't be. I, I um, got quite drunk over the weekend, and I'm still feeling the effects of of that. Uh, so oh, that's yeah. why I have a lot of low presenters in front of me, and then that's dead. And then I totally thought Paul was going to leave us hanging with dead air, being like, I'm not drinking, and I'm not yeah. clarifying why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I just don't have it, don't have anything. It's, it's, I'm, I'm currently so. Yeah. Sans my usual stuff. You don't have to drink on this show. It's not like it's our entire bit, but you yeah. honestly don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Uh, right. Peer pressure. On, uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff. What are you drinking, Keelan? I am drinking a beer that I was really excited to drink. So excited that I've chosen to ignore the fact that it's 7.1%. Uh, it doesn't have a name on it, um, but it's described as a lilt-edged tropical sour. And 
I couldn't be more excited about a lilt beer. Because <laughs> <So>, mm. actually, <laughs> I tried to make my own lilt Rattler last year, and it was a uh, vile. It was the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. As you'd imagine, mixing a beer with some lilt, it just didn't work. I kind of hoped mm. it would, you know? But, um, yeah. no. but this is what I tried to make myself a year ago. It's a garage beer. Mm. Um, it says dry and bitter. I don't know if that'll be helpful in the game. Perhaps. Do you feel like they ripped off your idea? Like you had the flavor in your head, you just didn't have the know-how to make it properly? Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's uh, what is it, pineapple and pink grapefruit. Um, you know, could be useful. And then other than that, a monkey, a minky doodle, you know. So uh, the minky doodle is a raspberry sour ale that's also 7%. Um, it's going to be a rougher day tomorrow. Well, 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 uh... That's future Caelan's problem. And if you are drinking in the sidebar, if you're in chat and you're drinking, let us know. I see that you're saying you don't have to drink. No, sidebar, it's actually mandatory that you do drink. It's the yeah. only rule. We were allowed yeah. to be. Um, I, we're yeah, I'm not allowed to drink. But, or I can not drink. But you, you definitely have to drink. We yeah. have the mods are waiting. Yeah. So if, if anyone's watching it and they don't say that they're having a drink, we boot them in instantly. It's, and it's mm -hmm. not even like a, a like drinking's cool kind of thing or anything. It's just that it's infringing on Paul's copyright as the non-drinker. He's, yeah. It's his thing for tonight. <laughs> for this show only. Um, and if you're below the table, uh, leave a comment. Let us know if you come across any interesting brews. Uh, but that is the brew portion of the homebrew show over and done with. Normally, you'll notice Lucy isn't with us. Lucy has some family uh, grievances, so she can't make it tonight. So our thoughts and, and all our love go out to her. But normally she'd be telling you about the podcast. So I'm going to do that uh, in... Uh, in her stead uh, we have a podcast if you don't like looking at our faces um there is a podcast it's about 20 episodes behind so i always find it quite funny that we tell people about it and if they've reached the point in which we're telling them about it they're already kind of caught up so it's like there's no you know you'd, you'd really have to slip for a while and then be like ah, okay i'll wait i'll wait a couple of weeks until the podcast catches up but it's a great way to tell your friends about us if you really like the show and you want to talk to people about it if you're like whoa what a interesting and intriguing plot <laughs> what are they going <laughs> to come up with next um, you can have discussions with your friends and tell them hey catch up with the podcast we probably talk too fast to be effective at listening at like 1.5 speed uh, but <laughs> you could try that's the <laughs> you could always try and then final announcement of today's uh, show at least of new announcements we have an obsidian portal giveaway we're giving we're 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 giving the winner, we're announcing the winner tonight. It's going to be, if you go to our Twitter, which is at home request, uh, you'll see a tweet from us kind of showing you how to enter the competition. Essentially, it's a like and retweet sort of thing. If you like and retweet, uh, I'll be going to all those retweeters and adding in all the sort of recent subscribers on YouTube because they got extra entries for that into a little raffle and I'll do it. I will be doing it after the break. That's when I'm going to do it. That's the, that's the plan. Um, I think that's, anyone else have any news? Myself and Wes were part of a charity stream at the weekend. We want to tell people, I think you can still watch that. Yeah, I think it's, is there a VOD up of that? If I mean, if not, if any if anyone here was involved in the in the Romancing the Dungeon 24-hour uh, charity stream, uh, huge thank you. It was wildly successful. Um, they reached their goal and surpassed it, I believe. And uh, myself and Ben were playing in a in a cartoon adventure hour game this, uh, that he ran. Anyone here who's watched the show for a while is me familiar with the sky tigers then basically got to live out his childhood dream of creating a cartoon show yeah there you are there they are <laughs> and we got to play as the teacher sky tigers it was a lot of fun it's a really fun um game system very open-ended so you can be quite creative with it but definitely playing it again sometime um we'll reshare the vod or anything if there is one i'm i haven't seen one going up but i'm sure there will I be at think, some point i think there is on twitch if you go to twitch uh, forward slash uh, d8 dungeon eight as in the number uh, you can watch the VODs there, and I believe they're going to be popping up on YouTube in about a week or so's time. But we'll be we'll be posting about it on social media. We'll tell you when it goes up. Um, it did complete my dream of Sky Tigers, the cartoon, the stream, the charity, the beer. Uh, next, the musical. I guess just, mm -hmm. just going to keep going in it. Um, I think we should probably play some Dungeons and Dragons. Why don't you Why don't you bring the audience and myself up? to speed. I, I like this, forget what happens. That's for the players. Um, so where are we, Randir? 
Congratulations, viewers. You've won yourself a recap. Brought to you by Randy O'Gorham, <laughs> Artificer Extraordinaire. Last time on the exciting adventures of Hux Punks. The gang exper experimented with interdimensional teleportation. The, uh, the gang can bamf. On purpose, an important member of the gang has been discovered. Tilly, the very small lighthouse keeper who lives in Arlington Shield. But eventually, Hook bamfed and sends Amon, Arlington, Grud, I kind of forget the group, to a dark plane where he he meets Guinness, an ancient and hungry monster. But before something can fall, our uh, hairy friend, he is flung back to Randir and Hook's dismay that they had failed. Before getting to try again, the Fina break in and attack the group's lichen friends. What will happen next? Will Iggy wake up from her scrying slumber? Will the Fina kill all the good boys and girls of the kingdom of Osiru? Will Hook bamf Arlington into the jaws of a monster? Will Randir avenge his friend, Fredo the Fox? Find out in this week's episode. This week rap brought to you by Goat's Workshop, the one-stop shop for badly named wondrous items. Shop at Goat's. And if you're looking for a delicious handcrafted beer and ale, look in no further than the Cave-In Brewing Company, bags and inventors of the famous Dying Late Ale. Back to you, fabulous TM. As we progress through the hall, there's a few small steps, three to five steps down towards the doorway. And it is at the bottom of these steps that you see a decapitated wolf's head. There are candle chandeliers hanging from above that are tied securely to the wall at gallery level with sort of classic classic ropes, you know, that, that kind of thing. And um, it's a mix, if you're trying to picture it in your head, between like any hall you go into in Skyrim, <laughs> like the halls of Winterfell, their, their banquet halls, and a little bit of the um, Walder Frey setup where the people are shooting the thing and the spoiler. You know what I'm talking about, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bear pelts on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chests of which you can kind of like hide yourselves. As you crouch down, you see a little eye icon slowly fade off your, your vision. You know, the, the usual stuff. <laughs> um, it's mid-action, but you guys as the heroes and as the sort of narrative leaders of the show, you can tell me what you'd like to do. It's, it's a bit of a standoff at the moment, and tension is high. Yeah. Um... I can't just like, can I yell Fiona stand down? You can? Yeah. Uh, Fiona, stand down, boyos. You're, you've got the wrong idea. And I don't know, point to my, I mean, I don't know how much time you want in a half action. So yeah, speech, that much, that much is probably <laughs> fair. Uh, point, yeah, to my Fiona, point to my Fiona clothes. Um, <laughs> I have disregarded or forgotten. I, I don't think Huck is thinking at all about the fact that he now looks like a puka. Um, so I just I haven't done anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So we have Hawk uh, screaming, stand down. Rander, you uh, are saying you cast Flaming Spear? Flaming Spear. Sphere. Okay, nice. Okay. This, this ball of uh, gaseous flame appears in front of you. I cast Counterspell on Paul. Uh, <laughs> if you want. I'm trying to stop this from escalating. <laughs> No, no, Keelan, they're wall. stairs, not escalators. Don't worry. You're uh, safer. Oh, right, right. Well, you can do what you want to stairs. Um, <laughs> I've actually never cast counter spell, so I, don't, I just wanted to cancel the spell, right? Yeah, it's a reaction. And I think if is Flaming Spear, it's lower than third level, I believe. I think it's a second level spell. It's No, I'm casting it from the third level. Oh, um, well, if it's still third level, it will cancel. Look, you can use a reaction to counter spell that. Um, yeah, it's, it's negation within 60 foot. Of a creature within sixty feet of me casting a spell, okay. I can stop it. We've managed to go an entire campaign, I think, from doing like you know interteam deception checks and like all those kind of things, but networking to spelling. <laughs> Look, I, you know, it's a very delicate uh, situation. Can uh, I use my reaction? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think you, you can. can, yeah. But um, um, I don't, I don't know that if I've succeeded. Anyway, I'm just making sure I'm going through it all. I'm going to use my rod to absorb the counter spell. Well, here's the thing. Counter spell doesn't, I don't think it targets you. I think it targets the spell. But Keelan, yeah. why don't you read out the description of counter spell? Um, you, attempt to, you attempt to interrupt a creature in process of casting a spell. If the creature is casting a spell of third level or lower, its spell fails and has no effect whatsoever. Um, if it's casting a spell of fourth level or higher, make an ability check using your spell casting, and the DC is 10 plus the spell's level. So it's third, so I don't have to do any DCs. 
Um, and, and is there anything in that description about who the target of Counterspell is? Like, is yeah, I was looking target the, the creature. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't actually, of all the things in D&D Beyond, and all the things they mention in their spell, it doesn't have target. It does say, on a success, the creature's spell fails and has no effect. But it says, that's, that's, this is, in the description, does it not say it targets the creature trying to cast a spell? Interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. Yeah, that's that's a classic uh, open to interpretation sort of uh, that comes back into my court and my jurisdiction's DM. Yeah. You attempt to interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. Um, yeah, it's not. It's it. I'm gonna say that unless in classic D and D rules, unless it's written there, you can't infer that it, they mean something that they haven't written down. And so many spells in D and D that says you target a creature that I have to, I have to assume that they purposefully left it out. Mm. Um, so that it, so you wouldn't be able to use your rod of absorption because I think the rod of absorption is when a spell targets you. Yeah, so it does say that, but we have done it in the past where I've countered as counter spell using the rod. Huh. Interesting. Well, then I'll pass over to my good friend Wes, <laughs> who's the rules lawyer at the table, and just say. There's there's two options left. Oh, no, yeah, I just before or I'm wrong now. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want to point out because Randir like Randir's friends with these people and the head of head of one of them has just come through the window. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I mean that that makes sense. And I'm friends with the Fiona, although they might not. And uh, but my is that I don't just cancel it before it happens. They see a fireball and then I stop it somewhere yeah. in the middle. I'm using it to give me clout, hopefully. <laughs> sure. Um, we'll keep that situation sort of self-contained. Um, Arlington, um, was there anything you did, like, you can just point blank out, no, Ben, figure that out. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to do? Um, uh, sorry, one more time. Where are we in relation to the fiend and the werewolves? Are we kind of like in the middle of a, like a V sort of thing? A little bit. So you have the fiend um, sort of beginning to circle and fan out in a semicircle at the doorway. And you've got the werewolves doing the kind of opposite. And you are sort of the center ball of a pokeball, if you if you know it. Like you're sort of in the clumped in the middle between all of them. Um, okay. Can you imagine what a pokeball looks like? Uh, and then the little circle in the middle. That's you guys. Red half, uh, werewolves. Yeah. White half, you know. Okay, I immediately understand now. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm going to hands up by the side and be like, please, no, what's the meaning of this? So in in a matter of seconds, as the Fiona burst in, as this wolf's head crashes through the window and they say, uh, at the end of the last episode, they were saying that they are here. We are here to apprehend a bandit who has caused trouble from Inish Bay to Drake to Sleep Gem. And we have searched it down to know that it is one of you werewolves. And what a delightful den to find. All this, we're going to be heroes. We're going to be legends back in the Fiena headquarters. Yes, I think we'll take you all in. Even you, and they look towards you, Hook. An abomination wearing our uniform as if you're one of us. Ugh. Sorry. Can we see some identification? You don't really sound like any Fiena officers I've ever seen. Aye, this is a disgrace. Where, where in any of the Fiena books... Would you do something as showboaty as throwing in someone's head for intimidation's sake? <laughs> That's just, it's only a thing baddies do. Listen to yourself. It was pretty baddie like. Yes, he's right. I've never known a Fiona to, be like, to act like this. Um, do you see the leader kind of steps forward of the group and they're the one kind of holding court? All the others seem to be uh, like, it's not weapons down. There are bows out and aimed, but. You get the feeling, and you would know Hook, that like until an order is given, they're not going to fire. So uh, they don't want a viral video of themselves where one of them steps out of line and sh shoots off a bow. Like, they don't need that kind of PR rep. Um, they turn around and go, you have some gall talking to me about honor and structure. Monsters, all of you. Oh, I, the world's hey, very clean. Hey, you alone. He's new. <laughs> I cast Flaming Sphere again. <laughs> I don't, are, are we within a casting actual things? Um, yeah, you can't do it. Like enough time is, you know, six seconds have passed. We're not in necessarily an initiative order, but uh, again, that, that ball of fire then and disappeared uh, starts to... And this time, um, instead of it being sort of an instantaneous thing, 
grander. It almost just forms quite intimidatingly. Uh, I guess a little bit like a Payukan or like a Kamehameha. Like you're just stretching it within your arms, ready to fire it out. Um, before he fires, so he's just prepping it. Can I? I unless, sorry, I'll, I'll go to Rander, unless you want to fire it. Well, I like, yeah, because the sphere gets essentially summoned within an area that, yeah, so like I would actually summon it at the guys. So it's a five yes. foot sphere, appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within range. So I would, and then anyone who ends their turn within five feet of the sphere. So I'd wish you be just casting it in the middle of the Fina that I could. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so Keelan, to your to your question and hook to your your knowledge, <laughs> uh, this fear does start to form within their band. Ah, uh, Christ! <laughs> I wish management was a reaction. Um, <laughs> um, they're my they're my like lichen friends, and these guys mm. killed them, and then they called me a monster. Yeah, look, I'm not I'm not mad as a fan of it, but you know, the chance of a chat and you keep trying to kill them. Um so They killed Fredo the know. Fox, man. My I'm I'm well within my ability to cast Cantor's <laughs> spell again, although he's continuously wasting spell slots. Mm-hmm. Um ones that I can reuse because of the the rod. <laughs> yeah, wasting my spell slots is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, one delightfully more... devilish of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more gambit in which I try to counterspell it. It's if it's still third level that he's casting, then I don't have to roll anything. If he's I'm doing, doing, it, doing second level this time, just to okay. Okay. Um, so we have yeah. we we have accepted the rule that the rod of absorption can't do counter over counterspell. I don't think so. I can't, I can't remember how we got to it doing it before. I think because we. I'm almost certain. Like this is the thing, Paul. I'm almost certain with reds. Like you target a creature and you counter the like. I think I would have made the very similar call before because this was in the fight with uh, Lamhawk, with Lav Oak, I believe. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of counters. I think we had a lot of discussions of kind of, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. I think there was a little cross chat. And as it turned out, um, it was Hook counterspelling or Iggy counterspelling. But ultimately, everyone kind of went to, let's stop this. And we kind of went, ah, one of you's done it. Like, okay. I think. Um, because. The rod is an incredible item, and uh, I don't want to nerf it. That's uh, that's Gary Gygax's job. <laughs> but uh, it does say, you know, if you're targeted. So I'm going to stick to that rule as as intended. As the DM, that's a DM call. Nice. Cool. So and we can uh, we can argue. Uh, you can call me uh, an, uh, everything under the sun the next time we're in person. Okay. Um, <laughs> can I counterspell and then immediately turn around to Randy and be like, "Will you chill out?" <laughs> Will you chill out for one second? Um, it's no, as, they kill as much as, a, as much as a rabid like glare I can give uh, to a friend. Do we recognize any of these soldiers from our time with Fina or even Hawk, I guess, yeah. specifically? But we can... I was wondering if I could roll anything if I know about um, the order, the way things are structured within the Fina, so that I could possibly give myself a rank. Obviously, I'm quite low ranked anyway. Bluff a slightly higher rank, um, and is there anything I could like? Is there any fear and knowledge I have that I could use to kind of slow them down for a second? Yes. I'm not trying to. I don't. I don't need to do very much. Obviously, it's not going to hold up to much scrutiny. But no, that's 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 a fair question. So I need you to roll a history check or a, just a straight up uh, intelligence, whichever you prefer. I think they're both plus zero as it goes. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine my intelligence is any better. No, no, that's not. Hey, that's a 19. So 19. Nice. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know enough that the Fianna, um, while somewhat organized, uh, the way it works in Hibernia is that there's sort of factions. They're, they're, yeah. they're not necessarily all connected, but there is a joint understanding between the Fianna of Inish Bay and the Fianna of Drift and Sleep Gem and and Baglen, which is where you were, and Baglen are seen as like the pinnacle of them. Like that's their. If there was a headquarters, if there was like a central hall, it would be the hall of Baglen, where you sort of were initiated. Um, so you would know at least the names of some of the higher higher ups. And each Fianna has a champion of the hunt, 
Uh, Abby de Vauclair, your, your friend from Drake, was their champion yeah. of the hunt there. And you would know that the champion of hunt in Baglen kind of holds the biggest weight. It's it's a bit like uh, for the Fianna in Ireland, Fiona McCool being like, oh, shoot, like never king, but like one of the best Fianna warriors that we've ever had. So, so here's the thing. Is there any kind of um, covert term uh, or, or name for that that Fianna would know, but they wouldn't usually say for, you know, this is a undercover operation or this is a such and such level operation, you know? Um, n- no, because of that lack of okay. organization. However, me saying no doesn't mean that that, like, yeah, yeah, it's not. Gonna make you it, could still do that if you want. Yeah, like, I'll make yeah. it up. I'll make it up. It's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, what sounds suitably Irish? I wanted to call it like a Phoenix situation, but that doesn't make any sense. It was just the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> um, um, Kelpie, even though Kelpie? they're not particularly strong, it's a, uh, it's uh, you know, it's innocuous. It's a, it's a Kelpie. I am here on a, on a Kelpie class mission. Uh, you need to stand down. You're you're in the wrong here. We're we're working with these people, and for the champion of the hunt, of uh, Drit, Drit, Drit could be Drit. Yeah. No, Drake I mean is Abby, de Abby de Beauclair. I'm actually going yeah. saying I'm working for her. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, and we can show this to you and prove this to you. You just need to. We just all need to chill out. And also, I mean, honestly, who throws? Who kills something and throws their head in the head? Like it's, it's really, it's really not on. <laughs> if this um, is true, then Abby de Vauclair has some gall because Drake is her jurisdiction, and the Kingdom of Offsery falls under our realm. We take precedent here, and we're not only working with the champion of the hunt of our own Dune, but of Inish Bay and of Sleeve Gem. So I'm afraid. I'm- you need to stand down and all of you need to come either with us alive you're all monsters for me preferably dead oh fine oh, we won't we're, we're uh, cops on the scene and these fbi assholes have just come in and taken <laughs> taken jurisdiction yeah okay well you know we'll just save only our part and leave your jurisdiction and the other three jurisdictions to all be crumbled to the fey and to the art fey and to rua you know, great job, lads. And if that doesn't face them at all, I'll start attacking them. Randy, um, we, we, we can't we can't let you attack these these friends of ours. They're they're a necessary. Well, they're well, they're friends first of all, but they are they have an important role to play in defending the realm. You've you've no right to attack them. I've switched from the rod to take out this glowing warhammer, and I'm just literally getting ready to run at that guy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want you to. Uh, we might as well make it a multi-role, multi-role uh, intimidation. Uh, Hook and Arlington, you roll persuasion. <laughs> it's going to be a group check using those stats. As this oh guy goes, God. you can see he's a little bit on the back foot uh, as one of his men kind of whispers in his ear. But uh, but Abby de Claire was declared a traitor of the Fina. If they're working with her, then all of these people are traitors. And he's sort yeah, I of... realized that after... Uh... We said it. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. And I, though, but only by the government of Driat, not by the Fiat themselves. You know. Yeah, it's a it's a funny situation. The Fianna did seem to kind of all the Fianna of Driat were were sort of. Remember, you went to the jails yeah. and you. They were met, arresting uh, everyone. They were arresting all the people in Fianna. So it'd be weird for them to listen to those people. <laughs> oh, you know, they said yeah. they said we're all bad eggs. So you know. Yeah, they said you were infiltrated by Fey, corrupted by them. And now I see you gallivanting around with werewolves. So, results right. of the wrong. Uh, got a six on intimidation. Nice. I actually have a lot of things when it comes to persuasion, because if I'm wearing, if I have my glasses and my mm-hmm. Bob apples, extra stuff happens. So I just need to... Also, your charismatic is fun. I'm just to make sure. It was a 14 for persuasion for me as well. Cool. That's pretty good. With my minus one, that's actually a pretty good roll. Yeah. So we're at a 20 total. Okay. Well, my roll is a 13, but I'm trying to remember if the Bob of Apples gives me... I can, oh, I can I... tell you, you were trying to beat a 30. So wait, you're 13. You're at 33 anyway. So you don't need to worry uh-huh. about the extra the extra stats. 
Um, but we'll come back to that. As as they do start lowering their bows, um, beside you, King Farrakhan goes, I don't care if they stand down, they've killed one of us and we're going to kill one of them. Well, uh, we have to figure out which one will, will be killed first. Let's at least um, discuss this situation. Uh, temporary I armistice. And I've turned to the, the leader, or seemingly the guy who's leading this group. I am... Puzzo. <laughs> uh, there's trouble brewing. Ah, uh, Puzzo. Puzzo. And you realize that beside him, he has a very long uh, rope, uh, which if you follow it, no one but uh, the audience can see this. This rope is kind of leading outside, and outside attached to this rope is a, is a man in a bowler hat uh, with long white hair uh, talking to two other men in bowler hats beside a tree and a boulder. And they seem to be doing their own so postmodern thing. But, but also, <laughs> this rotund Fina man has walked in and seems to be causing problems here. <laughs> not really sure what to do that information, but okay. Yeah. Don't um, worry. Beckett fans that are in the world are slapping their uh, to clarify, the glasses give me um, advantage on performance checks for public speaking because I can see right. it. So I don't think this I don't think this qualifies as a performance check. Uh, no, no, no. Like, I'm with the king on this one. He's holding that well, glowing hammer. We we got them to stand down. We need to talk about this. There's a lot more at stake than. King King Farrakh, please, please don't, um, please don't attack just yet. We'll f we'll figure out an amicable way to keep everyone happy. I'm not happy about this either. Don't, but we need to we need to to figure out what's what's going on for the greater good. No one comes yes. into my halls, kills one of my pack, and gets away with it. I, we were they all. Would. You won't get. They won't get away with it. Uh, what do you propose, hairy one? Well, that well, that's just really pot and kettle business. Um, we'll we'll figure we'll figure that out. We'll um, no one's going to they they won't be you know justice will be served, but we figure out how and when. I mean, there's a chance you know we're trying to stop the realms from collapsing in on each other. Perhaps we could put a pause on on anything like that until you know we need all the numbers we can get. We're already down one. That's not great like to limit casualties until at least we've saved the entire realm, you know? Did you say pause? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking the exact same thing, and part of me couldn't listen to the next half of the sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <was> like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's take a pause. Part of Ben's brain the focus on where Like a little dicing rats. You can tell that he is... Um, coming around to the idea, but there is still a lot of tension in the room, and, and Pazzo goes, negotiate with werewolves, with monsters, with beasts. They already have the intelligence. Are you mad? I'm, I'm sorry, lads, but I'm done. Oh, no. Like, I'm running at this guy full force with the hammer. <laughs> like, these guys saved my uh, life. Uh, really not good a range attack. You do, you render, render, roll an inside check, just before you do. Okay. Um, in I'd like to think this is the opposite of railroading into a fight. Just <laughs> I got an ace. An ace. Yeah, it doesn't look like this is going anywhere. There was no chance of this uh, ever. There was no... <laughs> Tensions are as high and as bubbling as they have been at the very beginning. Uh, if you're running in, we should all roll initiative. That's the should be what we're doing. Like, unless right. someone could actually physically grab me, <laughs> I can't deal with this guy anymore. Oh, I mean, I'm rolling so badly. I got a four. I am strongly considering banishing you. So. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, all of my high-level spells I could be using to kill these people. I'm wasting on you, Paul. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll, I think that kind of decision will depend on an actual initiative roll anyway. so I got a four. Oh, for the first time in my life. A good initiative roll. Nineteen. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I rolled like shit, but because of my my new uh, feral instinct trait, I have advantage on on all initiative rolls. Nineteen, nice. So you and uh, Hook 
are on the shared initiative. Now, do get to decide as a party who goes mm -hmm. first. So by all means, do that or decide now. But we're not going to do this dex thing that other DMs are doing. How else are you going to get a fastball special? <laughs> on the same initiative. I think it makes sense for Hawk to go first. Probably a bit more invested. Ben, I know you gave us the lowdown of the structure of the room, a la Skyrim Banquet Hall. Um, bearing in mind that I have the spell Animate Objects and can animate a number of different objects, what kind of carpets or ropes or chairs or things that are around 10, I think it's 10 medium objects I can, I can create, but I should check. Mm -hmm. Things that can get in the way and stop people, or I was hoping for a carpet just so I can pull the rug out from under Randra's feet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's something um, there's something I want to incorporate from Cartoon Action Hour, which myself and Wes were playing at the weekend, which is that the players have a little bit more agency about the props and stuff in a room. So, like, just because I didn't say carpet doesn't mean it's a carpetless room. If you were like, is there carpet? Then that's I think we should start doing that a bit more because it helps flesh out the action scene. And it's sort of things are just a bit more narratively surprising then. It's like, oh, I'll use this. Now, if it's like, oh, is there a well of healing in the middle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then no, unless, of course, you have a beer called Well of Healing, uh, in which case, absolutely. Um, but I, I yes, literally have, have uh, I've literally made notes about that for this episode because I pictured like the, the room itself and I imagined being on like a curved stair with like ropes tied to it and that bit in like Robin Hood Men in Tights when he cuts the rope and then the sandbag lands on his head. Basically I wanted specifically that. <laughs> mentioned chandeliers with ropes because I was like, we need to start uh, something yeah. I learned as a DM. I've, we've been doing this for 48 episodes. The the monsters don't like if you're a DM out there, forget about the monsters. The monsters are monsters. Concentrate in the environment. The environment mm -hmm. is where all the fun is. Um so yes, to answer your question, Keelan, you have a be our guest level of cutlery and tables. <laughs> and okay. and oh, that seems like Randy's going to get a lot of forks in the ass. I'm, I'm uh, more Im imagining Fantasia here, like things coming <laughs> into life. Yeah, I mean, getting the broom to go to the well. Um, okay, so if there's a rug, and if that rug is placed in such a way that Randy will run over the rug, then that's one of the things. It's important to know, I can do 10, I think, small objects, a medium object counts as two out of the ten, so five medium objects, and a, a huge or large object is eight of my ten. So mm -hmm. if the carpet's massive, <laughs> it would be a huge overspend. But um, if it's, it's a like cool a mechanic. Yeah. Um, I think so, if, there, if there is a carpet here, the way they would have done it is it's a long... Like, it's the entire room. I don't think they have separate, you know what I mean? You wouldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. interior designers around the world, no, you wouldn't have multiple carpets. It would be like, it starts at the bottom of the stairs and runs underneath where they put the table all the way up to the king as a sort of red carpet sort of thing. So you think it's a huge carpet? It's going to take... I think it's pretty time. big. Could also be a lot of little, little rugs that they each sleep on. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't mind because I can't think of anything else. You know, like, it's chairs or uh, ropes or other things. I think taking over the chandelier would be fun, but... Um, that would definitely be huge, and that would be all of it, and that would be more attacking. I don't want to drop a chandelier and Randy at the moment. You added that. <laughs> go with the carpet. It, mm -hmm. Is it is it medium or large? I don't mind at all. It's obviously your call. So I, I I will give you this choice as a player. Yeah, uh, it can be medium, but you don't actually animate the full carpet. You're just focused on half the carpet. So if you try to do stuff with it later, you're only really moving around half a carpet. Oh. Or it can be large, and it's the full carpet. Whole carpet. I mean, is okay. there anything else on top of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got tables, chairs. Um, uh, you've got the suits of armors. You've got those banners either side. You've got rugs, essentially rugs hanging from the yeah, wall in all those banners. The sorry, the, the reason for my question is if the carpet's got a lot of stuff on it, then animating it won't do a lot of good if it can't move. Um, there's a couple of werewolves and yourselves because cool. you're sort can, of yeah. We can pull that from under ourselves. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the full whack then, and then <sighs> what? Are, what are small things? Um, they just have to not candles. be carried. Mm -hmm. Candles. We've got candles. Cool. Yeah, and two candles. <laughs> yeah. From from the walls, lit candles. They'll be alive. You know, like uh. Well like Kieran, here's your choice. You can either animate uh, four candles, or um, <laughs> also there's four candles. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Two four candles. Nice. <laughs> um, and the rug. And yeah. if I can give it a command within the, so that is that's concentration, just so you know. And I can only do cool. it for up to a minute. These are the these are the limitations on animate object. Um, and as a bonus action, okay, I can mentally command it 
if it's within 500 feet of me. So if Randir is running towards them on the carpet, then I mm-hmm. hope to whip the carpet up at an end so that it creates a wave that heads towards <laughs> Randir. So um, I bow faster into the guys. I no, like no, it. I like heading it. straight towards you. We'll um, run towards the bullet. That'll show it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will boil this down into a simple uh, acrobatics versus uh, Arcanaut check. It's your magical build. I've played a lot of games with Randir the Dwarf in different iterations. I'm hoping. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um. (laughs) See, you shouldn't have said definitely thinking I was getting a one there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the fact that he's a quote-unquote Arcanaut check, um, Mm -hmm. which, interestingly for a magic caster and dog, um... Do do at other can't swear. If you want to say that there's a flourish to this and you want to use something else, I am as your benevolent DM always open to being convinced otherwise. But magic seems like the, the best skill to use. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Like, I can't think of anything else. It's not really sleight of hand. Uh, I'd be better if it's me persuading the carpet to do its job well. Got <laughs> <About> this. <laughs> okay, I rolled a 12 and I actually have plus four in Arcana, so uh, it's 16. It's not sufficient. Nice. And um, this carpet whoop, starts to um, wave itself towards you, Randir. Randir, very slickly, you dive over, roll, and are still uh, Warhammer in hand, rushing towards these Phoenix Warriors. Uh, Arlington and Hook, I need you to make acrobatics checks as the <laughs> wave of this carpet comes towards you. Surely um, I can tell it to stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't stop action. doing that. Right, right as it gets to me. Right as it so uh, so Arlington can freak out. I'm not going to tell him it's going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Arlington, you actually don't know. So roll me an acrobatics just in case it's a natural one because you might yeah. dive out of the way unnecessarily. Ooh, not great. Acrobatics. Uh, nine. Why is this turned into some books? Um, I've I'm turned into some books. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, oh, mute right. while I swear at my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, I need you back for one more thing. You tried to chase after uh, Rander. You tried to grapple him. Is there anything else you've raged? I think that's everything. Um, that's everything I got, unless I want to really start burning some resources, which I don't want to. <laughs> that is A-OK. Um, the Rander, as you run towards these Fenian warriors, the werewolves behind you also begin to fan out. And the 12, the 12 werewolves of this court um, start kind of picking off and choosing different Fenian bands to to fight. And the Fenian warriors in front of you also begin to sort of fan out and it becomes a skirmish. In a matter of seconds, it's absolute chaos. And arrows are whizzing past you. And you guys find yourselves approaching um, this leader, Pozzo, and a band of three archers. And as you rush up to Pozzo, he's next in the initiative order, um, he begins to uh, wave his hands around and almost creating a sort of polyhedral cage, force cage in it. You see that he has illusioned in front of him a facsimile of yourself in a cage and he pulls it tight and you feel your body <laughs> begin to seize up. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw as he tries to cast hold person on you. Can I use... Reaction to counterspell it? Um, yes, because you didn't try to counterspell. Uh, yeah, the last, the the last time I haven't. Let me sure yeah. I, I gonna still have spell slots to save. I was going to say, I think you burned through a lot of those bad boys. No. <laughs> Luckily, counterspell's a third level. Oh, so. you, you were fully rested before we got here. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There goes all three of my third level spells to counterspell. Um, <laughs> uh, no, what, what's the level of the spell? 10 plus the level if it's higher than third or fourth? It's a level two. Okay, cool. Then countering it. Um, uh, that is the end of Pozzo's turn. You see the Fenian Warriors. This is the first time you've ever seen them in action, but they take out two arrows, pull them back, and two arrows each begin to shoot towards you. Uh, the first one is a, what is it, plus six. So an 11 and a 22. Yeah, 22 hits. Cool. Uh, the next person is a 16 and a 24. Uh, 24 hits. Cool. And then the last one is a uh, 22 and a 15. Uh, the, the 24 hits. Right. So of those arrows, three of them sink into you dealing. Uh, I'm just going to do it all together for brevity. 
Cool. Boom. Um, uh, 22 damage, 22 piercing damage as these arrows just from three different sides go towards you, sticking in and in some cases kind of glancing off. But that blow, that kind of, some of them don't necessarily pierce you and that deals you some damage. That is the end of their turn. Pazzo gets sort of this purple energy just rolls up his robe. He sort of glows this purplish pinkish color and there's a glint to his eye and there's a sparkle to his teeth and you are up around here. Cool. Uh, yeah, my weapon is enhanced by an infusion, which means I hit with an 18. Nice. Or, yeah, uh, you hit. Cool. It's 1d10 plus 6 plus 2, so 12 damage altogether. 12 damage altogether on Pazzo. Nice. And this is with the uh, Warhammer, is it? Yeah, so I have my Warhammer is infused with an enhanced weapon, uh, which gives grants a plus two to bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it. Um, and it's it's a Warhammer, so it's uh, versatile 1d10 while using two hands. Nice. Yeah, you just boom, straight in. And he goes, <laughs> and he is like winded by this Warhammer attack. As Rander runs in with three arrows stuck into him, wailing on this wizard as Arlington and Hook look to him trying to stop the chaos and realize that a torrent of mayhem has appeared around them as there's this like snarling, scratching the whiz of arrows. Uh, it's become a skirmish of the nth degree. Wait, hang on, there's ants involved? Oh man, I'm out. I can't deal with trees. <laughs> Can I add that maybe I look at Arlington and then he looks at me and we're in a, in a sort of, oh, well, we've tried. <laughs> and then go straight. It's the starting of us running into a fight. <laughs> yes, absolutely. As you kind of go, I guess we got a fight. Oh, <laughs> um, we have um, the Fianna at the entranceway to the Kingdom of Osri having burst in. Rander rushed forward and landed a woof, walloping blow right into Pazzo's chest, winding him and utterly embarrassing him in front of the band of Fina around him. But all around this, in a tempest storm, we've got werewolves whoosh, jumping, ripping into these Fenian warriors. We've got Fenian warriors incredibly trained and coordinated, just taking down werewolves left, right and centre. We see one of them whoosh, pull back uh, the string on their bow, fire off an arrow, just miss a werewolf. The werewolf, looking really cocky, um, sort of snarls until we realize that the arrow, ding, 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 ricochets off three suits of armor to hit that werewolf in the back of the neck. What a shot! Um, he calls out. And uh, right at the moment where one of the Fenian warriors has a rope for the chandeliers in their hand and a sword in another, and we get the feeling that they are about to slice that, soar into the air, and all chaos will reign. And that is where we will end tonight's stream in this absolute mayhem with tables slammed down, people jumping for cover, suits of armors being pulled in the way. Um, is there fire? There was lit candles. Who knows? <laughs> Anything could happen. It's hungry. Um, but yes, that's that's what we will <laughs> do. Um, for a kind of final tableau for all you, it was top of the round. Um, and we'll go in initiative order. Hook, uh, you, you've sort of narrowed your focus on the four members of the Fiend in front of you, Pazzo and these three archers. Uh, what would be the sort of final pose that the audience would see for you? Um, I would be about to cast a very big spell uh, with a marginal concern for the fact that uh, Randir is in radius of virtually all <laughs> the best spells. Um, so that I'd be, I'd be, you know, crackling air and, and, you know, fire in my eyes because uh, I tried to be friendly and uh, now they're all trying to hurt my friends. So I, uh, I think I'm going to be joining the old fireball in the back crew, Arlington. <laughs> so, I, have uh, all new, I have all new and much more powerful spells than fireballs now, Paul. Matching mm -hmm. tattoos. I've always wanted <laughs> matching tattoos. <laughs> um, amazing. So as this crackling arcane energy and the threads of the magic fabric of the world begin to... <laughs> Do that satisfying rip around Hook, uh, Arlington. What are what are people seeing? Arlington's kind of like, uh, he's looked like he's been wrangling cats, like trying to calm Hook down, kind of calm people down. Missed uh, grabbing Randy, he's kind of resigned himself, so his shoulders kind of slump, uh, and his hand just slowly clasps uh, the end of his axe, and then the axe ding lands on the ground, and he tightens his grip, and he goes like, 
All right, then. And um, I think he's resigned himself to violence. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, this Pazo seems to be beaded right on you, Randir, and the archers fan out to try surround you. You get the feeling this is a classic, like, playground beatdown. They are now focused. These archers and this uh, enchanter begin to focus their energies towards you. What What do the audience see? Mm. Trying to figure out. Uh, Randu just like, yeah, he just re, like, re-establishes a grip on the Warhammer and he's just like, oh, I don't know if I should rekindle my old catchphrase. Yeah, I think I will. I'll just be like, time, gentlemen. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. Say it once. It's a, it's a cool quip. By the time it's three times, we're putting it on T-shirts. It's not a catchphrase until you say it a couple of times. Yeah. And Randir being a businessman and a commercial success, he knows the importance of a tagline and a slogan uh, <laughs> and time gentleman being it. Um, and with it being anyone's game, and if you if you excuse me, Keelan, it being 50-50, am I right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we will pick up in two weeks' time. I should mention, um, because I realized that we're, we're ending a little bit early, uh, we were thinking of just jumping over into our Discord. So if people want to just hang out and chat, that's what we'll be. We'll, we'll be over in the Chill of Tara, which is the name of our voice channel over there. Uh, that's where we will be. We will be back in two weeks' time. Uh, but before we go away, Paul, on Thursday evening, what are you yourself and Patrick talking about? Oh, do you know yes. that yet? Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I do hear a site, which is a, a entertainment um, commentary uh, a YouTube channel. We go live every Thursday at eight PM GMT time, which I think is plus one currently, um, because that's how uh, time zones work. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and we'll be we're currently going to be putting up uh, Resident Evil the movie franchise versus Underworld the movie franchise. So um, we had I think it was a user. Uh, submitted um, topic, so we're putting that in. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, zombies versus uh, vampires versus lycanthropes slash werewolves. So yeah, nice. kind of uh, topical actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cryptid showdown, <laughs> which is very very cool. Anyone else have anything they want to before I before I close the set? Uh, keep an eye out for that uh, for that romancing the dungeon charity stream. We'll, we'll be posting links to the VOD when it's when it's available. Well, we can post a, a link to the Twitch VOD soon, but then when it's yes, available yeah, yeah, on YouTube. Right uh, and if you don't already, um, go follow romancing the dungeon across their uh, social channels. They are the eight dungeon across everything. Uh, eight as a number. Uh, check out season one. Season two is coming soon. I believe September eighteenth. I might have pulled the eighteenth out of my hole there. But in September, season two for them starts, uh, and they are a wonderful group of uh, Irish tabletop creators as well. Um, they are a soft core D&D romancing podcast and what a concept and actually what a show. Um, so it's all very, very good fun. If you like, like us, if you like us, you'll like them. That's the, that's kind of, it's a, it's a nice balance uh, of it. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's us for tonight. Until then, we'll be back in two weeks time. Until then, be sound, look after yourselves. Good night and joy be with you all. You've been listening to Homebrew Quest. Thank you very much. I won't take up any more of your time. Goodbye.